1: Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard on the day Celtic Park will remember Billy McNeil as they face Comarnock Looking to put one hand on the Premiership Trophy The title would be one if Rangers then don't do their bit against Aberdeen at Ibrox tomorrow But before all that, huge games across the country with Hamilton, Dundee and St Mirren All in action and all nervous I'm Gordon Duncan, joining me this afternoon Alex Ray, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans Let's go straight to Celtic Park It's already been a busy morning Let's check in with Andrew McLean and Gordon Deal. Oh, I guess not. We're going to have to speak to them in just a second. What an anticlimax, Hugh Keevens. A, 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 a poignant day, I'm sure. Well,
2: listen, Gordon, I'll say something very serious and then I'll shut up. But for people of my age, I know the instruction today is to be joyful, and that's the, the, the wishes of the McNeil family. But for people of my age, today is undoubtedly tinged with sadness. People who grew up watching Billy. And who are able to appreciate just what a player he was and what a manager he was for Celtic. So, yes, the sun is shining for Billy. Yes, the 60,000 that will be joyful and celebrate his life. But for me, it's a sad day as well.
3: Yeah, listen, I think everyone in the stadium will echo what Hugh says there. It will be a sad day remembering such an iconic figure of the club and such a leader of the club. Um, but as uh, we're seeing pictures of of the captain and Neil Lennon laying a wreath, and the crowds gathered round, and that's exactly what the the McNeil family would want. And the atmosphere inside the stadium will reflect the character that he was and what he meant to Celtic um, supporters and everyone round the world today. Um, sun is shining, and you know the Celtic players have to go out and perform. You know uh, because they still get a league title to wrap up here, and that's the way Billy would want to go out. With a bang, you know, a celebration of his life But do it in the proper way with a performance on the park today
1: I mean Alex, this is being felt across Scottish football All the clubs are are going to be involved with minutes of applauses and things like that So it's not just going to be at Celtic Park this afternoon
4: Yeah, absolutely Gordon, I think it's fitting that they all do a a minute's applause to celebrate Billy Uh, When you look at some of the footage over the the last couple of days The response to his passing uh, You know, I, I watched the Charlie Nicholas uh, on Sky And I, I have to be honest with you, I was crying myself I just found it uh, overwhelming And when you actually see What the man actually achieved It's nothing short Or miraculous And, and rightly so Some of them have been talking About the number five shots And, and things oh. in Jersey Being uh, kind of taken away But he was just an amazing Individual I think John Gregg Going and showing his respects As well Rangers And the Scottish football family uh, Gathering round And supporting was Tremendous I
2: like Some people are bigger Than yeah. rivalry Yep And two of them Billy McNeil And John Gregg I knew that John Gregg Would be the statue Before today uh, Because Nobody had greater admiration For Billy McNeil Than John Gregg Mm. Even though one was Captain of Rangers The other was Captain of Celtic And for me Neil Lennon has the easiest Pre-match talk Of his managerial career today He simply has to look At all the players In the dressing room And say to them Do you want to walk off That park Not having honoured Billy McNeil's memory in front of 60,000 Celtic supporters And then he can look in the mirror And direct the same question to himself Because If ever there was a day when Celtic had to do it For Billy McNeil This is it
3: Yeah listen I agree totally with you I mean uh, There is a, a another side to this celebration But Celtic have to go out and perform They have to get this league title wrapped up As soon as possible And that goes today with a big performance Especially with the crowd and how everyone's feeling
1: Let's cross over to Celtic Park and speak to Andrew McLean and Gordon D'Ell.
5: Yeah, we might be so close to the end of the season but there's some days that the action on the pitch just has to take a back seat. 31 major honours as a player and a manager here including the biggest in the club's history winning the 1967 European Cup and becoming the first British man to lift that trophy. Celtic taking to the pitch today for the first time since the passing of their greatest ever captain Billy McNeil and he will be remembered here today at Celtic Park. The first team squad, they've already been out they've laid a wreath at his statue in front of his family, in front of the Lisbon Lions, in front of the Celtic supporters they were wear black armbands out on the pitch with his iconic number 5 on them and we'll have a minute's applause ahead of kick-off here with Celtic looking to take a step closer to the title win, uh, with a, uh, win against Kilmarnock here uh, as we look for the team news it's two changes for Celtic from that nil nil draw against Hibbs, out go Olivier and, Cham and Johnny Hayes, in come Tom Rogic and Scott Sinclair, it's a 4-2-3-1 for them Scott Bain in goal, it's a back four of Mikel Lustig, Christopher Ayer, Jozo Simunovic and Emilio Izagiri. Scott Brown and Callum McGregor are the holding midfielders with James Forrest, Tom Rogic and Scott Sinclair in behind odson Edward. the substitutes DeVries, Vries, Tolian, Hayes in Cham, Burke, Benkovic and Johnson as for Komaric, well they've been hit by injuries and suspensions going into this one so it's four changes for them for that 1-0 loss Uh, against Aberdeen, Kirk Broadfoot he's suspended so he's dropped out as does his central defensive partner Stuart Finlay Yusuf Malumbu can't play in this one because he's on loan from Celtic so he drops out as well and Ronnie McKenzie drops to the bench. In come Bruce, Tishbola, Miller and McElhenney. A 4-4-2 for them today. Daniel Backwin in goal. It's the back four of Stephen O'Donnell, Alex Bruce, Gary Dicker and Greg Taylor. The midfield four, Chris Burke, Aaron Tishbola, Alan Power and Liam Miller with Connor McElhenney and Eamon Brophy up top. The substitutes, McDonald, McKenzie, Boyd, and Jolie Waters, Frizzell and Millen. The referee for this one at Celtic Park is Willie Collum. Gordon DL, your thoughts on what is bound to be an emotional day here at Celtic Park? Yeah,
6: today Andrew is all about one man. The greatest Celtic ever uh, player, Billy McNeil. Um, I had the privilege of calling him gaffer. I'll not tell anybody what he had the privilege of calling me. Um, but just walking about the stadium this morning, looking at the screens with the European Cup final there as well, seeing the Lisbon Lions, and most importantly, seeing Billy's wife Liz standing there taking time to applaud the fans for turning up in huge, huge numbers. And the guys are right in the studio. There's a game to be won, there's a title to be won. But when you're walking out this tunnel, even for your warm-up, and you look at that semicircle there, with the green and white colours and the big number five, if that does not give you a lift to go out here and perform, then nothing ever will. And I expect Celtic to win this very comfortably.
1: Kick-off
5: here at Celtic Park is at half-past 12.
1: We're going to hear from both managers next.
0: As it happens, and your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
1: Big game on and off the park at Celtic Park this afternoon. Celtic against Kilmore. Let's hear from both managers. Starting with Neil Lennon.
7: you know. A good side. Had a great couple of seasons under Steve. Streetwise, smart. You know, got some really good players. They can hurt you, and they're well organised. And they can play some really good football at times as well. First half of the season, they're right. outstanding. Um, and they've had some good results against us you know, recently, so I just expect another very tough game.
8: Yeah, It'll be a very emotional day for people connected to Celtic. Uh, we'll go there, we'll respect the emotion of the day, and we'll try and do a very professional job, and hopefully we'll come away with some points. Work hard in training, uh, prepare well for the game, we'll go there and play with personality and, and try to get a result. And that's what we'll do. We lost a what could be a pivotal game last week, so we've got a lot of work to do to to recover that damage. Four games to do it, and I'm fully focused on doing that.
1: Gordon Biel, in terms of the football itself, what do you make of the team lineups this afternoon? Well, I, th- I think it's a very
6: strong Celtic uh, starting lineup. Tom Rogic, in, Sinclair back in, plenty of goals. Uh, Forrest on the right hand side in terrific form, Edward up front, I think he'll fancy a few because if you look at Kilmarnock, obviously with the suspensions they're very weak at the back, no Finlay, no Broadfoot, Dicker a midfield player's in at centre half with Brutes, i will be interesting to see how that uh, plans out Gordon, but I just think on this special day for Celtic and the atmosphere around the, the stadium, even walking in and even sitting just now, I think the Celtic players will come out the traps and I think they'll really try and put this game to bed I think they'll try and put a show on were quite rightly so because of what was going on sneaked in the the side door with the team bus and that that would probably suit Stevie Clark playing it very low key but I just think it'll be a difficult afternoon for them
1: Uh, like you said a lot of things deservedly get put in the back burner on a week like this but I suppose you can't forget when the game comes back around that a lot of Celtic fans haven't been overly impressed with the football recently Um, a couple of games in which they've dropped points, the likes of Rogic and Sinclair back in, is that a sign that Neil Lennon's trying something a bit different this afternoon?
6: Yeah, Without a doubt, because with Rogage and Sinclair, now it's sort of a mixed bag with Scott Sinclair because some fans really like him some don't, but he brings so many goals and um, I one for one would play him in front of Johnny Hayes all day, I've always said for day one I think Tom Rogage on his game is the best midfield player in Scottish football, I think he'll be a big asset this afternoon as well it's, a, it's incredible, just a, a I I took a lot of time today, I come in early Gordon just to see what was going on and fans were coming up and chatting and Neil Lennon, the subject of Neil Lennon as the manager come up and it also is a mixed bag, a lot of people saying well he's been terrific for the club standing in for us, it doesn't matter if he gets the treble, we don't think he'll be the manager then you get the other side saying well if he goes and beats Hart, surely he'll get the job. So there's interesting times ahead for Celtic, but one, they've got to go over the line in the league and then look forward to, obviously, the Scottish Cup to do the treble
2: treble. The day is indivisible from Billy McNeil, but Billy himself would be the first to say the players can't be intimidated by this. They have to be inspired by it, and they have to remember... Goalless draw at Celtic Park against Livingston Goalless draw at Celtic Park against Aberdeen Goalless draw last week in Edinburgh Against Hims at Easter Road The fans will demand a performance today And it's a vital game for Celtic Because next up is Pataudry And then it's Ibrooks. And then it's the final game of the season against Hearts This has still to be driven over the line So I repeat, Billy would be the first to say by all means Go out and do it In my name But first of all Go out and do it
3: Listen Hugh you're, you're totally right there It's a difficult end To the season You know For anybody Aberdeen um, Rangers Hearts um, So Celtic have to Have to put on a show here Have to win this game I think they will I think the addition Of Tom Rogic Back now I think he's had enough Game time now To be up to speed I think Scott Sinclair Divides opinions Like the guys were saying there But when you've got that many goals Coming off your wing On one side You've got that many goals Coming off your wing On the other side With James Forrest I think that'll be too much For Kilmarnock And plus Kilmarnock's lost Their two best defenders Let's not forget that You know You've got Alex Bruce Playing in there Who's a good player But has only had Probably 40 minutes A game time Uh, uh, And that's not enough to come in and play at this level against a guy like Edward. You know, you've got Dicker going in there alongside him. Not a natural centre half. Now Celtic can't run them ragged. Then there's something up. But I think they've got plenty of pace and plenty of goals in their team this afternoon. And that motivation of having the, the whole Billy McNeil, you know, memory in their favour. And plus getting over the line for this eight in a row. As paramount now, and getting it done as quickly as possible is paramount. So I think we will see a better performance from Celtic this afternoon.
4: Yeah, for me, it's uh It'll be comfortable for Celtic. You just have to look at the personnel. The chaps have just said, you know, when you look at Broadfoot and Finlay, two big misses. You know, you're you're taking the heart out of that defence. And when you look at Celtic offensively, that's part of their strongest uh, team. Edwards in good form. James Forrest. It's been interesting to see how Sinclair does. You know, as, as we've rightly said, he splits opinion, however he's at 17 goals this season, Rogic has scored one goal in his last 15 or so for Celtic so he'll be looking mm. to try and hit the ground running getting into these last four games because he's stuttered and stammered really in the last few.
1: Gordon diel you're absolutely right to point out the absentees that Kilmarnock have, however how many times have Kilmarnock turned up and surprised us under Stevie Clark, they are extremely well organised and you get the impression that they thrive on challenges like this one
6: Without, without a shadow of a doubt, Gordon, I think Steve Clark's team talk would have been very easy out there. Nobody's expecting Command to produce anything this afternoon, apart from their own supporters. But Steve Clark has had a terrific season. He knows his players. They're well organised. They will make it very difficult. They won't just sit back. I've watched them here at Celtic Park. I've watched them at Iberts. They don't just camp in. They try and go and attack. They play in such a style. They've got white guys that can cause you problems. And uh, hopefully for Stevie Clark and Kilmarnock, especially early on, Gordon, because this place is going to be electric in the first 10, 15 minutes. If they can just hang in there, defend well keep the ball, be brave on the ball and try and frustrate the Celtic fans because there's no doubt Celtic fans are turning up here to have a, a joyful day of celebrating Billy McNeil's life and career at Celtic Football Club with a fantastic win
1: Hugh Evans, I think it goes without saying Celtic hope the Billy McNeil factor can be used as an inspiration for, yeah. for the players can it be difficult for players to handle, do you think? of course it is you know, and uh,
2: I refer to the players on both sides when I say that they've got to play the game and not the occasion because as we've all underlined it's a vitally important game for Celtic and indeed for Kilmarnock because they've been outstanding since Steve Clark became the manager and they want to finish up as high as they can in the league table but the story of Billy McNeil is the story of someone who came into a Celtic side who hadn't won a trophy for eight years and he began the modern day Celtic by scoring the winning goal in the Cup final from the day and the hour that he came into the Celtic team he assumed responsibility he also did it as manager football's about assuming responsibility about having the shoulders that are broad
1: enough to take you forward Uh, Andrew McLean we can obviously hear the music in the background It seems like it is a very emotional start to proceedings already Uh, Just give us a flavour of what's going on at Celtic Park at the moment
5: yeah, certainly. As we've got a singer out in the middle of the pitch. He's out in front of what is a, a big flag in the middle of the pitch which has the Celtic hoops on it with Billy McNeil's number five on it. He's out there giving a rendition of Ness and Dorma. While we watch on the screen, it's photos and, and videos of Billy McNeil's career. Many of those photos and videos are of him lifting trophies which is what he's so synonymous with and everyone in this stadium is, is fallen quite silent and they're standing here watching. There's certainly a, a lot of emotion in the air, Gordon. Oh, it's incredible Andrew, it really is and you can just feel it
6: around the stadium and everyone's looking up at the screens and seeing all the, f- the magnificent memories of a magnificent captain a leader, someone who played 822 games for this club and he's getting a real fitting uh, saying goodbye because of what he's achieved at this club and the emotion in this stadium is absolutely incredible. And would you
5: expect that something to be that carries over onto the game, Gordon
6: Well, if the Celtic players aren't in the dressing room, we, the, the fact it desperate to go out there and show this crowd that that man meant so much to him, I totally agree with you. I think the players have got to turn up today in the memory of Billy McNeil
5: certainly uh, an emotional atmosphere here at Celtic Park and I'm sure that'll go up until kick-off we'll have a minute's applause before kick-off as well
2: when they look around them those Celtic players they will see a magnificent Celtic Park that was certainly Fergus McCann's doing but the team gathered the support that they have because Billy McNeil and Jockstein started it all off in 65 and then came nine in a row and of course the European Cup Celtic became a bigger club than they had ever been because of Jockstein and Billy McNeil so today when they look at the stadium Billy McNeil helped
1: give them that so time for payback now there is going to be a minute's applause before kick-off so let's take a breather and we'll be back to Celtic Park next
0: the team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
5: Welcome back to Celtic Park. We're just moments away from kick-off between Celtic and Kilmarnock, but before that we will be paying tribute to Celtic's greatest ever captain, Billy McNeil, before the game with a minute's applause in the corner of uh, the stadium there is the banner that says Hail Caesar, of course, Billy McNeil's nickname with the iconic photo of him lifting the European Cup, we can really see how much he means to the supporters here Gordon. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible, an incredible
6: day, Andrew, and the Celtic players will need to live up to that because they are playing for the greatest
5: ever captain in Celtic's history, Billy McNeil. And I'll leave you now as we enter a minute's applause
2: to pay tribute to, to Billy McNeill. Evans. Well, Billy McNeil is uh, Celtic nobility. Jockstein, greatest manager. Billy, greatest captain. Not the greatest player ever to wear the Celtic jersey, but without question, for me, the greatest Celtic man. And his friend, John Clark, defensive stalwart beside Billy leads out the Lions Bertie Auld Jim Craig Bobby Lennox sadly Stevie Chalmers can't be there because he suffers from what Billy suffers from there's Charlie Gallagher who put across the corner kick that Billy McNeil headed in to give Celtic the cup win over the Fernand in 1965 that started everything for the modern day Celtic and beside Charlie Gallagher John Fallon who was the goalkeeper on the bench in Lisbon the only substitute allowed but of course it was Ronnie Simpson's day Ronnie has sadly gone Tommy Gemmell has sadly gone Bobby Murdoch has gone Jinky has gone these are the men who remain and great to see Liz McNeil sitting there in the crowd I spoke to Martin McNeil Billy's youngest boy the other day and asked to pass on best wishes to his mum his sisters and to all the family she's a wonderful woman Liz McNeil and the way in which she lavished care love and attention on Billy in his final years was a sight to behold a joy to behold uh, as humbling as it was sad and still the applause goes on for 67 seconds Obviously, 67 being the most important year in
1: Celtic's history, the first British club to win the European Cup. A really emotional start to the afternoon at Celtic Park, but now it's showtime. The
0: team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard slide one, super scoreboard
5: Celtic 1, Kilmarnock nil. a full time score from Celtic Park and you couldn't have written it could you on the day Billing McNeil was remembered here, amazingly it was Celtic's number 5 that scored in the 67th minute to give them all 3 points, well going back to the start of the game, it was Kilmarnock that created the best of the first half chances, 14 minutes in they were actually claiming for a penalty Stephen O'Donnell got himself into the box, he felt Scott Brown's arm on his back he went down but Willie Collum was having none of it, then a fantastic opportunity for Chris Burke, four minutes later he was twisting and turning at the edge of the box he got a lucky break, through one on one with Scott Bain, but the keeper got down well to save it, the end created another good chance, Liam Liam Miller did brilliantly down the left got past two Celtic players, got into the box, but his near post shot was saved by Bain, and then Scott Bain found himself tipping Connor McElhinney's curling effort over for a corner then into the second half Celtic gave the ball away, sloppy in defence Chris Burke carried it towards the box tried a curling effort, Bain once again tipping that one over, Otton Edward then had his first real effort of the game he whipped one with his right foot towards the far top corner, but it dropped just wide of the post, then Celtic squandered a great opportunity, Tom Rogic bursting into the box, he decided to square the ball instead of shooting himself from close range and he couldn't sign Otton Edward across the face of goal, and then what about this for fate, Minus- minute 67 on the clock, number 5 on the back of his shirt on the date. the club remembered their greatest captain Billy McNeil, Joseph Simunovic rose high at the back post from Callum McGregor's cross and headed it into the bottom corner to give the hoops the lead, that was the way it would stay, Celtic able to hold on until the full time whistle, Kamarnock unable to trouble the hoops in the closing stages, Gordon Diel a symbolic victory here but not a convincing one for Celtic
6: No, I, th- I think Andrew all the talk obviously will be about the 67th minute goal by the number 5 but when you look at the Celtic performance today, uh, I thought they were dreadful first half, and I think Kilmarnock were very unlucky not to get in one up, and Burt should score. You're looking for a big reaction second half. Neil's had his half-time team talk. Yes, they were a little bit better, but they never had that spark again. And they, they huffed and they puffed, and they eventually got the goal, and then obviously Neil decided, right, I'll shut up, shot I'll accept that. A lot of Celtic fans will look at this and think, it's a matter of getting over a line, yes, of one 1-0. They're the argument. The style of football, the way Celtic are playing, some of their players, looking at them, don't look the same players as I, I watched six months ago, Andrew. There's something, I don't know if Neil's trying to change the style of the, the, the team. You know, the movement up front isn't the same as well. As much as Celtic did second half had a lot of possession, I think Stevie Clark will be disappointed he's not got a point here, and um, okay, people will argue it's a mark of champions getting over the line, getting that 1-0, I think Celtic are delighted there's only three league more games to go, because the
5: performances I've watched in recent weeks they haven't been good enough The Hoops grabbing all three points here, the full-time score from Celtic Park is Celtic 1-0
0: Slide one super scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: It finished Celtic one, Kilmar McNeil at Celtic Park. It was a day that always promised to be a big event, as the club remembered Billy McNeil. They eventually did the business on the park. It wasn't a vintage performance, but they got the three points, and that means anything less than a victory for Rangers tomorrow would hand the title to Celtic. Let's go around the grounds, though, because we've got some fantastic fixtures coming up at three o'clock. Mostly the battle at the bottom It must be said Roger Hanna is at St Mirren, St Johnston Hi Roger
9: how you doing? And uh, there seems to be more optimism around the simple digital arena this afternoon, Gordon. Off the back of St Mirren's 3-1 win at Livingston last weekend, but you know me, I never think there's any room for enthusiasm or optimism in Scottish football. So I'm about to bust St Mirren's bubble. They've lost all three meetings with St Johnstone this term. They haven't even scored a goal, and that barren spell, of course, includes Simeon and Jackson's horrible Penenka penalty miss at Perth last month. That run for St Mirren not scoring against St Johnstone stretches back to five straight defeats. They haven't. scored. a goal against the other Saints since Adam Drury got a win at McDermott Park in 2014 but the win for Oren Kearney's men last week it did lift them to within 2 points of Hamilton Ackies in the safety of 10th spot and with Ackies due here in Paisley a fortnight on Monday another win this afternoon would keep Saints destiny in their own hands big selection dilemma this afternoon for Oren Kelly. Dukins nazen was free from suspension and last week we saw Simeon Jackson, Kyle McGuinness, Kyle McAllister all come off the bench and influence that second half at the Tony Macaroni Arena but there's only one change, young Ethan Erhaha and he misses out, injured this afternoon and it's Mateo Muzek rather than Lee Hodson who will come in in that left wing-back role. So it's a mirror goal with Vladislav Fladke in goal at a back three of Jack Baird, Gary McKenzie and Mihai Popescu. Across the middle, Paul McGinn, Ryan Flynn, Stephen McGinn and Mateo Muzik with Anders Dreher and Brad Lyons trying to support the lone frontman and a goalscorer last week, Danny Mullen. On the bench, it's a strong bench for St Mirren, Hodgson, Ferdinand, McGuinness, McAllister, Jackson, Nazon and Holmes. Asperson for Johnson, but they're still in the box seat to finish best of the rest in seventh place in the Premiership. They've only one major injury absentee player, Alston misses out, but Jason Kerr is back from a ban and he takes the place of club captain Joe Shaughnessy, who's dropped to the bench this afternoon. The other notable person on the bench is Brian Easton back in the first team squad for the first time in 16 months since a horror injury. So they've got Xander Clark in Goal at the back, Richard Foster, Jason Kerr, Liam Gordon and Scott Tanzer. Three in midfield, Russ Callaghan, Murray Davidson and Captain Liam Craig. And up top, Michael O'Halloran, Callum Hendry, and Matty Kennedy on the bench Shaughnessy Easton Goss Wallerspoon, Swanson Kane and Bell and the referee in Paisley this afternoon Gordon is Stephen McLean who was accused of the worst performance that Stevie Clark had witnessed in 35 years when he sent off three Comarnock players seven days ago it's to be a quieter day today right let's well, hear from Warren Kearney Quite a good side a
10: you know, strong side and um, we've, had, we've had three tough battles with them since I've been here um, over the season and we've yet to come away with any points from it so um, that should show us how tough a task it's going to be on Saturday so um, for us it's about trying to reproduce again and, and, and as we've touched on it's not about September, October, November, December or looking back to results or form at that time it's about, it's about the now and it's about making sure that we go out and replicate as close to or better than what we've, what we've done on the previous Saturday
1: Another episode of the battle at the bottom is at the Hope CBD Stadium Hamilton against Livingston watched by Fraser Wishart.
11: Roger is talking about optimism around St Murden but detect a little bit of nervousness here at Aki's because since I saw them Deservedly beat hearts here on the 16th of March. They've picked up only two points in four games and still in the battle to avoid the drop. Of course, it's crunch time for them, but I think it's unlikely they'll go down automatically. But Aki's are only two points ahead of Sutton in the playoff place, and Aki's goal difference is much worse. Marius on pose return from injury has given Brian Rice a boost because of the lack of goals they've had for most of this season. And he's got a late equaliser last week against Mother and a big striker. An important role today. He's back in the starting lineup. But they're also up against a powerful back three of Livingston. We know all about the way they play. They've been brilliant all seasons, but skipper Craig Halkett misses out today because he is suspended. But it's testament to the excellent season Livingston have had that they're in ninth place. Aki's in tenth, but there are 16 points between the two teams. For Livy, it's all about catching um, the two teams above them. Mother and St Johnson and a difference of around 60k per place in prize money. And sometimes for clubs when they when they're safe like this, they just need a, a little target or two just to get them up, up for each every uh, each game. Sorry, a win vital for Aki's. They want to be a step closer to safety before they play Dundee and St Mirren in the next two weeks. A blow for Ackies though, no Gary Woods or Matt Kilgannon, experienced goalkeeper and centre-back. They're both injured and David McMillan drops onto the bench from the team that drew here against Motherwell last week. Ryan Fulton's in goals, back four of Aaron McGowan, Alex Gogic, Ziggy Gordon, Scott McMahon in midfield, Tony Andrew, Scott Martin, Darian McKinnon and Dougie Emery with George Oakley and Marius Ompo as the strikers. On the bench for Ackies, Jacob Marsden, Stephen Davis, Mikhail Miller, David McMillan, Lewis Smith, Reagan Mimno and young Jamie Hamilton for Ackies as usual 3-5-2 formation Liam Kelly's in goals Hakim Odifan Declan Gallagher and Al Lithgow at the back in midfield Steve Lawson Scott Pittman Keegan Jacobs Craig Sibold and Stephen Lawless with Scott Robinson and Ryan Hardy as the strikers on the bench Ross Stewart Ricky Lamy, Sean Byrne Lee Miller returns from injury Scott Tiffany Raphael De Vita and Dolly Menga. and the referee today at the Hope CBD Stadium is Mr Greg Aitken
1: Let's hear from Brian Rice
11: have got a uh... Go and enjoy the challenge. Meet it face on, embrace it, and go and grab it by the
10: scruff of the neck, uh, and, and do the best you can to win the game. And I think we saw that for large spells of the game last week, four wins for me. Yeah, uh, I think Rangers are the only, uh, the only team that's beat us here since I came in. You know, I want to keep that record. I want to make this a place where we take points. I keep saying, to them if you're if you're not going to win, you're not going to get beat. But No, I'm looking, I'm looking for four wins exactly what I'm looking for I'm not looking for 2 points 3 points 6 points
1: I'm looking for 12 points Not a great deal of optimism surrounding Dundee at the moment there at Motherwell here's Dave Galloway
12: Yeah you're uh, absolutely uh, spot on there back to back home games Gordon give Motherwell a good opportunity to strengthen their push to finish in seventh place and of course the increased prize money that goes with it. The Steelmen who sit three points behind St Johnson face St Mirren next weekend but first up the visit of as you say rock bottom Dundee whom they've beaten on the last six meetings in League and Cup including all three premiership encounters this season. Now Stephen Robinson's men will surely fancy their chances against the Dundee side bereft of confidence after a run of eight straight defeats that's left them six points adrift at the bottom of the Premiership time most certainly uh, running out if it hasn't run out already Motherwell firstly then uh, Chris Cadden in for Elliot Freer so it's Mark Gillespie in goals across the back Liam Grimshot, Tom Aldred, Charles Dunn and Richard Tate midfield Alan Campbell Alex Gorin and uh, David Turnbull up front. Gabouli Ariibi, uh, James Scott and Chris Cadden. The substitutes, Ferguson, McHugh, Hartley, Main, Freer, Johnson and Semple. Jim McIntyre, the Dundee boss, said he was going to ring the changes and he certainly has done that. Four changes in all. In come Martin Woods, Jenseric Kasunga, Andrew Nelson and Jesse Curran out. Drop Darren O'Dea, Paul McGowan, John O'Sullivan and Kenny Miller. So it's Senny Day. In goals, a back four for the dark blues of Cammy Kerr, Ryan McGowan, Genteric Kusunga, and Nathan Ralph. Midfield: Martin Woods, Ethan Robson, Jesse Curran, and Scott Wright. Up top: Craig Curran and Andrew Nelson. Substitutes: Parish, O. D. O'Sullivan, McGowan, Miller, Horsfield, and Moore. And a match referee here at Fur Park is Kevin Clancy.
1: And the thoughts then of Motherwell boss Stephen Robinson?
13: I don't think they they take their food off the gas at all, you know, and you look at their and stats, it's all still the same, but just sometimes just a, a little bit of intensity. Um, but, listen, everybody's playing for different reasons, whether they're playing for moves, whether they're playing for new contracts. Um, collectively, that all benefits Motherwell because we're playing to finish as high as we can and keep improving, you know. So we'll, we'll be ready. Training's been good. You know, we've got a good group of boys here. Hopefully the crowd will help us and get behind us and we can get the, the, the crowd off their feet as well, which adds a bit of atmosphere to the game as well.
1: Now into the Championship because it's really, really heating up at the bottom Mark Guidi's at the Energy Check Stadium at Hill, Partick Thistle up against Air United
14: Yeah, and how do you call it at the bottom of this table there's so much still to play for so much intrigue still to come Partick Thistle unbeaten in their last five games have taken 11 out of a possible 15 points and uh, on the back of their win at Somerset Park in midweek they are now up to six in the table but they could still finish in, in, in second bottom, or they could be safe today, depending on how other r- results go. But Gary Colby will have told his players to go out and get a victory and just put it all to bed once and for all as they get into the last game of the season next weekend. For Air United, they of course are already in the playoffs. Not a lot to play for, and maybe for that reason as well, that's why that boss Ian McCall has only named five substitutes this afternoon. Here at the Energy Check Stadium, the Partick Thistle team it is a four-two-three-one formation. It's Jamie Snedden and goals at the back, Christy Elliott, Sean McGinty Stephen Anderson and James Penrice the holding two, Stuart Bannigan and Gary Harkins and then it's Shea Gordon Blair Spittle and Joe Cardo in behind the main striker, Miles Storey on the bench for the Jags, Doolin Slater, Fitzpatrick, Mansell McMillan, Saunders and sub goalkeeper Hazard for the Honest Men it's a 4-4-1-1 formation Ross Doohan in goals at the back, Liam Smith Andy Gagan, Michael Rose and Danny Harvey in midfield, Robbie Crawford Luke McCowan, Andy Murd and Aaron Muirhead and it's Declan McVeighed off the striker Michael Moffat on the bench for Ian McCall's team it's Herr Reed, Kerr, Forrest, Ekerpon and Miller and today's match referee at the Energy Check Stadium is Nick Walsh
1: You've got to love this time of the season Hugh Keevans where not only does your game matter but the games in which your rivals are involved and their rivals and you end up driving yourself nuts listening to the radio watching the games trying to figure out all the permutations but it's brilliant for us
2: Well I listened to Roger Hanna Speaking about St Johnston And their status as St Mirren's bogey team Three matches they've played this season Not a point for St Mirren Not even a goal So I cannot be confident about St Mirren's chances I am confident uh, That uh, Hamilton will get something Against Livingston Even if it's only one point point. And I think that Dundee are doomed They are just too bad to be true And they will lose at Motherwell Uh, And for Partick Thistle It's a remarkable story So many times we've written them off Wondered what Gary Caldwell was talking about When he described great performances Following a defeat But I think that they are safe And they will cement their
1: safety today By beating Air United at Firhill yeah, we do have a cracking day in store for you In the Premiership Hamilton-Levy Motherwell-Dundee St Mirren-St Johnston Our featured game in the Championship Is Thistle United But we'll keep you up to speed On all of the other big games in that one And of course it finished earlier on Celtic 1 Comarnock nil. We'll look back on that for the first time With all the guys After these
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard With Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors Great results for Scottish accident And injury victims for 40 years
1: Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray here in the studio We've got the top team all around the grounds as well On the day, Celtic beat Kilmarnock by one goal to nil Uzo Samunovic the number five with it It is a a win that moves Celtic ever closer to clinching that title We've already brought you team news from all around the grounds So let's check in again um, Gordon D'El, you still with us at Celtic Park yes I'm still sitting here enjoying the sunshine bit of time to, to reflect on the game overall Suminovic was the match winner just wonder about the football itself was there a man of the match for you this afternoon
6: um, certainly not in the Celtic side Gordon I I thought Celtic were very very poor below par I would say especially first half um, I thought Camarnock looked very comfortable uh, and Burke as well touched on should have put Kilmarnock in the lead the, the, the best chance in the second half yeah there was a reaction from obviously um, Neil's team talk at half time but it wasn't the reaction that I was expecting I still didn't look at Kilmarnock and thought well they're under severe pressure um, I just um, I think there's something missing just now I don't know if it's just a bit of pressure the change of a new manager and try to Put a new style on the on the team, um, changing one or two things about. It's noticeable that Neil's decided, I think, to go down the road of most of of his lone players that Brendan Rodgers brought in. They don't seem to feature. I think the game today, and I heard Mark uh, Guidi talking about it. It looked uh, like it was crying out for a buck to come on with a bit of pace and stretch a up back line, but. He just doesn't seem to fancy these guys at all. So it'll be interesting to see. And I'm, I can't wait to hear what Neil thought of the game. But I think uh, Steve, Steve Clark would be delighted with his command-up uh, players near their performance.
1: Marguerite, we're looking at this because in the last couple of weeks, question marks have been raised over the level of Celtic's performance. Having said that, they could win the title this weekend. Depending what happens tomorrow, they could win the title. And if that happens... You probably don't focus on performance levels too much.
14: No, oh, you don't. Uh, if you won the title, you won the title. Um, but you know, it's slightly different now because I, I think performances and um, feedback from supporters, boardroom watching it, etc. It's got a bearing because there's, there's a guy fighting to land the job now. For all we know, behind the scenes, Neil Lennon may well have been told it's his. We, we don't know that. I don't think that's the case. But until Celtic make a permanent appointment, whether it's Neil Lennon or someone else, then it's throwing open the the question of who's going to be in charge next season, who's getting the job permanently. And when you look at some of the candidates out with Neil Lennon, that's not to say Celtic are, are, are releasing stuff or are, are feeding stuff on the Q T. It's just names that are mainly coming from from bookmakers. But it strikes me there's similarities between kind of Brendan Rodgers' style of football and. Um, you know prospective candidates like Roberto Martinez, um, like David Wagner, people like that. So, I don't know I, for me, it's still up there. For me, Neil, I think he will get the job, and I'm sure if Celtic beat Hearts in the Cup final, he would deserve to get the job. But at the moment, for me, it's it's still up there, although he is in the driving seat.
1: Uh, Roger Hanna, let's bring you in on this. Yeah, I think they're
9: still too very big games coming up for Neil Petrodri next Saturday where Celtic need just a point to seal the title and then Rangers at Ibrox the week after. Um, If Celtic were to win both those games and then go on and win the cup final against Hearts, as Mark says you would have to think Neil Lennon would remain favourite to be in the job. But if Celtic were to perform in those games the way they performed in those nil-nils with Aberdeen and Hibbs and Livingston and and the way they perform for a lot of today's games, then there'll be genuine question marks about who will get the manager's job. And the people asking those questions will be the Celtic supporters on the show, garden.
2: The number one thing that screamed out at me today was that too many players have gone to the well too often. They are, as Neil Lennon is fond of saying, human beings and not robots. They have performed Extraordinarily well They have won the last seven domestic trophies Today uh, they've all but sealed trophy number eight They could make it nine by beating Hearts in the cup final However, some have been going for too long And need a break and need assistance This team needs the football equivalent of a blood transfusion They need new players brought into the club the one thing that excites the Celtic supporters more than anything else is the thought of ten in a row. The team that we watched today and have watched in recent weeks couldn't do ten in a row. Fatigue would stop them.
14: Hugh, which players in particular, in your opinion, of pastor their sell-by Which ones do you think it's time to move on?
2: No, I didn't say pastor their sell-by I said I've been I've been to the well too often. It, James Forrest looks as if he's. Fairly, no, but you're not,
14: go- you're not going to get rid of James Forrest next year. That, no, that, that, you, that you, would be ludicrous, but, you but you keep which ones get rid of? I never said get we'll rid of anyone, then.
2: I we'll said you- they need the equivalent of a blood transfusion, they need right. assistance, they need so new blood. Term, brought in who
14: would you replace? That's what I'm asking. Longer term, in the summer, who would you
2: replace? Well, there's a clear need at full back, there's a clear need.
1: For someone in the middle of the park who is more inventive than what's there at the moment so you don't envisage the likes of Callum McGregor or or Tom Rogic being first picks for Celtic any longer I think that that Callum McGregor and Tom Rogic show definite signs of what
2: I'm discussing here which is that they have performed terrifically well they will perhaps win a treble treble but they need assistance they're running on empty and they they need assistance you're
14: missing the point of the question Hugh we know we know that some of the guys are tired What I'm saying to you is As the team moves forward In the summer Whether it's Neil Lennon or anybody else Which positions need to be changed? Which ones do you prioritise To make the team better next season?
2: I think you could look right across the back four uh, um, You know Christopher Ayers had a, a reasonable season But he's still got a mistake in him As he showed today uh, The full-back's Kieran Tierney I would really like to know exactly what's wrong with Kieran Tierney and how long it's going to take to rectify Uh, in the middle of the park you could do with uh, someone who could guarantee you that killer pass Uh, Edward, for me hit and miss as well Uh, Scott Sinclair for me has run his course did well for Celtic but uh, for me I I don't think he's got anything left to offer Celtic yeah
4: there will most certainly be Mark. There will most certainly be uh, bodies coming in. That's a given. I think one of the key things, and what Hugh's saying in terms of, it looks like a squad that's kind of you know they've had a long hard season. They're coming to the end mentally as well. They've had a few things to contend with. The manager leaving, and then obviously the passing of Billy McNeil. They will probably get over the line to get the treble. Treble if Hearts can't stop them. Yeah. So, but what I think that's I think I counted the other day was 13 potential players going out the door so that what will happen then is they will actually look and have their targets specific to the area so you mentioned there Lustick probably go left back they have to get a replacement to even complement uh, Tierney in the middle of the park I'm not so sure they need a great deal of movement when you look at the personnel Brown and Sham McGregor Rogic you know so they've got a lot of options in that area they probably need another striker because we don't know where Lee Griffiths is but he's going to come back in on the left hand side Sinclair People have been humming and with him. But James Forrest and that will get it. all these guys that we've mentioned. The main stage of the team will be given uh, yeah. given time over the summer. They will come back and they'll be as fresh as a daisy come the start of the season you've again. Get
14: six, you've got six or seven top players still going to be there, still going to drive yep. the team on next season. You're looking to complement that with three or four top quality players yeah. and then maybe another four or five squad players. Is that what we're looking at?
4: Uh, Mark, I would actually say there could be a really, I reckon they've brought maybe another six, eight. 9 players coming back in Because you can't
2: let 13 out the door And only bring 4 or 5 in I also think that Scott Brown Wonderful captain hmm. However he's not going to last much longer either uh, And he will be
1: extremely difficult hmm. to replace Not not to say that you're wrong at all in any of this It does all sound a bit doomsday On the weekend Celtic no, 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 might it, win the title no, no, though. No, Can it, you see where people may
2: struggle with that? You know I go back to the point Gordon the number one ambition that the Celtic support have the number one ambition without question is 10 in a row now for Celtic to negotiate the next two seasons as Mark Guidi said they're going to need three or four top quality guys in the summer Celtic are cash rich every time the balance sheet is held up like a trophy uh, we we laud Celtic for the, the, the way they run their business affairs however the team is now in need of Three or four really good signings And not other people's mm. players brought yeah. in on loan
9: in fu- football, football never stops Gordon You know, I, I know the point you're making about the doomsday thing There's no point in anyone sitting in this show In the next January transfer window saying Celtic missed a trick last summer They should have signed three or four really good players Everybody knows now Celtic need to sign three or four quality players But I'll go back to something Mark Guidi said On the show about three years ago When Ronnie Dyler was leaving Celtic Celtic were in need of players then and Mark Greedy made the point the most important single guy to come into the football club manager. is the manager because the manager will dictate everything else and he was proved correct because Celtic went and got Brendan Rodgers and never looked back and the most important decision that Celtic make this season this summer isn't going to be the same it's not going to be a new left winger or a new right back or maybe the lad Silas coming in up front from Paris FC the most important decision for Celtic is going to be whether it's Neil Lennon or whether it's not Neil Lennon. And if it's not Neil Lennon, who it's going to be. And they need to make the decision quickly because, for me, Celtic need six or eight players, not just three or four in the summer. Gordon, DL,
6: do you agree with that? Um, six or eight, no, no I well, do I, I
9: meant a bit about the manager.
6: Yes, I think is first and foremost it's important that they decide who the manager's going to be. Um, I can understand all the arguments. I've just got a funny feeling, Gordon, that I don't think it's going to be Neil um, I like Neil, I think he's a terrific guy I think he's um, a very good manager, very good coach but I just feel that the supporters just sitting today watching it uh, listening to supporters round about me there's a lot of supporters and especially venting their anger at the dugout towards Neil Lennon and um, I've just got a funny feeling yeah, but you can argue well he's got over the line uh, he can beat Hearts in the cup final win the treble-treble now the guys are talking about you know, the, the lads need a summer holiday I don't buy that, I'm sorry Celtic have got a magnificent squad a big, big squad but take all that out of the equation see today, if you're a Celtic player and you're walking onto that pitch and you see that in the middle of the park with the, the, the green and white and the big number 5 and the place was electric tiredness does not come in to your mind What doesn't matter how many games you've played Tired does not come into your head. The problem today was I just look at a Celtic team that, under, and I keep going back to this and I hate it, under Brendan Rogers, played against teams week in, week out at Celtic Park that played the exact same way as Kamarnock, got two banks of four and made it very difficult for them to break down. Under Brendan Rogers, the movement was too good for the opposition and they eventually cut them open. I'm looking at a a different Celtic team. Yes, they're getting over the line. Yes, they will win the league and they probably will win the treble-treble. But there's things needing tweaked at
1: this club just now. Before we have to go, briefly from you, Fraser Wishart.
11: It's really interesting that we're talking about Celtic and all these, uh, they're just about to win the league. Um, I, I do think there's going to be a huge changes over, over the summertime. time. I think he was right to identify uh, right across the back. Kieran Tierney needs a bit of cover, even if Lustig stays they still need cover for right back. They're going to lose a couple of uh, players in the, in the middle of defence. Benkovic is, is going to go back to his club and you're also going to have Dedrick Bayata probably leaving the club in the summertime. but uh, they're in a good place. They've got a huge squad. It has been a bit flat in recent weeks. I think today there's a slight excuse for the players as well Because they're not immune to the emotions Going around this football club as well It was an emotional day But they've got to lift themselves Because you can't just keep going and playing like they are And then lift themselves for the cup final at the end of the season So there'll be big changes I think it'll be exciting summer for Celtic supporters There'll be lots of players coming in And lots of really good quality players as well
1: 3 o'clock kick-off, so next
0: After the action, it's your reaction 0141 951 1025 Clyde 1, Super Scoreboards Open Line.
1: Full time in the Scottish Premiership, Celtic 1, Kilmarnock 0, Hamilton 3, Livingston 3, Motherwell 4, Dundee 3 and St Mirren 1, St Johnston 1. Into the Championship, Alawa 1, Inverness 2, Dundee United 2, Falkirk 0, Dunfermline 0, Morton 1 and Partick Thistle 1, Air United Two into League One, Airdrie three are both nil, Dumbarton two, Strenra one, 4 for one, Montrose nil, Wraith Rovers three, Brechin City two, and Stenhousemuir Muir one, East Fife one into League two. Two, Annan three, Cowdenbeath two, Berwick nil, Albion Rovers three, Clyde three, Queen's Park nil, Edinburgh one, Elgin one, and Peterhead one, Stirling Albion one. Finally the English Premier League, Tottenham nil, West Ham one, Crystal Palace nil, Everton nil, Fulham one, Cardiff City nil, Southampton three, Bournemouth three, and Watford one, Wolves two, it's over to you. O one four one nine five one one oh two five. Hugh Evans, what a day.
2: Well, Lanarkshire is the goals capital of Scotland Two games, 13 goals Hamilton Ackies and Motherwell, we salute you Uh, But it's all kicking off as it should be post-split That's why the split works There is no way you can take your eye off the bottom of the Premiership And Dundee look to be doomed But Hamilton and St Mirren, it's a fight to the end it's been a fantastic day of football
3: you must say Straight from the off when we came on here, A fantastic tribute to Billy McNeil Celtic getting over the line With that bit of fate You know number 5 scoring the, the 67th minute on the clock Right through to the Goal Fest in Lanarkshire like you says And all through the Championship Goals everywhere in Scotland today In fact it took you to get to the English Premiership Before we heard a nil nil. So what a day it's been for football in Scotland
1: Alex Ray We obviously had Celtic earlier on as well And then Rangers tomorrow
4: Yeah absolutely And Celtic did what they had to do Gordon It wasn't pretty But they managed to go over the line It seems to have been that way For the last few weeks They have a mentality That gets them over the line And they need a point Back over to Rangers You rightly said They have to Get the three points tomorrow Just to take it to next weekend uh, and they have a duty to their fans as well to try and turn over an Aberdeen team it has been a thorn on their side.
1: Let's do it then. Hole 1419511025. Mark is a Celtic fan from Hamilton. First up. Hi, Mark. Hi, Gordon.
15: Hugh, I heard you having a wee discussion earlier on. I think i think um, right seeing saying we might agree about players that are maybe going to leave Celtic. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. No, I I didn't say that anyone would be leaving Well, obviously players will be leaving Lots of players will go back uh-huh. to their parent club What I said, Mark, yeah. was that I think that Celtic looked to me Like a team that needs football's equivalent of a blood transfusion They need fresh, uh-huh. fresh blood in there Because I pay tribute to them To have won eight trophies with the possibility of a ninth In a row over three years uh-huh. Is consistency on a remarkable scale but, they're now at the stage where these players need assistance and quality assistance.
12: Yeah, no,
15: but I, was like, I was saying to myself, there's, there's players, I think they should be going out of The, the first three are Neil Lennon, Damien Duff and John Kennedy. I watched that game, and I was at the game on my son the day. I felt it, I don't know. I don't know what Neil Lennon thinks, but he played sinker the day again to get a full game. Uh-huh. But I, I say it again, he could be sitting up the stand next to me, that lad, 'cause used to keep go anything. And then I'm on a bit in Sham, is a Gary Hayes. They can all leave Celtic in the summer, no problem. The lad we Mikey Johnson, he can go and loan to somebody. And then you've got Tol Yan, Weir, and Burke, who are obviously going back as you said to the other clubs. Yeah. But these the players there are just they've got to go.
4: Mark, you've actually said a few there In terms of the loan players They will go back Benkovic, Tolian, uh, Burke, Weir, Arzani uh, Will go back But then you actually mentioned a few other guys Who potentially could go out the door as well You've got Izagiri, Lustig, Gamboa Scotty Allen's already out the door Boyata will probably go Compare. they'll be trying to get ready as well They'll also have Defries, Who I think's potentially out And then you have other players Who, you know, are they going to make an impact Malumbu Lewis Morgan's out and loan at the moment eh, kuasi has been a big disappointment So there potentially could be a massive turnover of players some loan, I think some w-
2: when Mark comes to Neil Lennon, Damien Duff and John Kennedy, Then Mark, who, who do you want then?
15: Any, anybody but I, I like Neil Lennon, don't get me wrong for you But I just can't see uh, Neil taking the team any, anywhere further than what he's doing at the moment I, I, My opinion is, back to since he took over the team for
3: it's not going to be this team, Mark. Though that's I think that's a, a big point. I said a couple of weeks ago, maybe last week, the that. I said last week That this summer In terms of recruitment Is going to be the biggest summer For a while, Celtic's yeah. had in a, in a good while And that Because of the names Alex read out
4: will out still the be there. By the way, Remember, he's in I know 18 it's a two year, work, yeah. yeah I know it's a two year But you whether it, they send him back or not Because it hasn't worked yeah. You get well, that, he's that been amount in, he's of players been injured
1: the full time He's been here So he'll yeah. be there next season Yeah you get that amount
3: of players Going out the door and In terms of loan as well And players will move on Because whoever's the manager Whether it be Neil Lennon Or somebody else You know May not fancy them There's going to be a big turnaround And if Celtic are are serious, which they are deadly serious about this nine in a row and ten in a row Then they'll have to spend So it's it's a big job And if Neil's, that's what I'm saying Mark, if Neil is there It's not going to be this team This team was, was put up upon him, you know it's, it's not his players he picked Although they were all conquering under Brendan Rodgers It's a different manager now
1: Mark, I asked the guys this earlier on Whilst all these predictions may well come True in the future Is it is it all Is it all not a bit Doomsday for the weekend That Celtic might Become champions
15: I've got enough Watch Celtic now For the last few weeks Since Nils take over They're, they're flattening their legs He they, doesn't seem to be able to change A game during a game. Is that mean, the game I mean as cons- I say Sinclair I just don't understand what he's, How he's actually Named in
3: the squad He should be setting up The stand but he scored the, 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 argument, the argument For Sinclair Is that he scored 17 goals For a white guy He scored 20 well, when, when he's, when he's nah, apparently Not When he's, when, when he's been Matt, awful Matt, Matt, You're talking a load Of nonsense I know He scored 17 strange. goals Mark Aye, yes, I'm does not does totally he he scored, how, how talking nonsense But how, how can you say How can you see It doesn't matter he scored well, 17 goals you, For a wide right, I tell you what How many right, uh, We'll take We'll take other wide guys In this league Into comparison How many have they scored uh, No, I'm going to say Rangers Right here How many has Candace scored How many has Kent scored Fantastic players For Rangers They've not contributed 17 goals For a guy who's having a An off season The dilemma Celtic I, have here. A, I, don't, I don't know what
15: you're saying That's only my opinion On Scott Sinclair. And To me he doesn't matter. I thought
2: that at least getting
15: into a strap. I'm telling you that. That's just my opinion. He the,
2: does nothing. The dilemma that I've watched over the last couple of months. Yeah, The dilemma that Celtic have here is that if they do not want Neil Lennon to be their new manager, then they're not going to say so between now and the end of the season because Neil Lennon still has to take Celtic into a Scottish Cup final. If uh, they do want Neil Lennon, then. I would imagine they would do it prior to the Cup Final to give the team a boost. But Mark is representative of that percentage of the Celtic support who simply don't want Neil Lennon. And there are others who are equally vociferous that they do want Neil Lennon. It's a very odd situation that Celtic find themselves in because so much has to happen from the end of the Cup Final on the 25th of May and before the resumption of the the new season. So... A, a dilemma for Celtic
4: I think it's a, a You're absolutely right I think it's a conundrum Because of the timing Of everything you, Because of the 25th of May the, If they decide to go with Another manager The time you get a him appointed And then have to recruit players Get them in And get them up to speed Before um, You know The, the, the qualifiers uh, Become Then it becomes a very tight period And it's not an ideal situation
1: Having said that Rangers managed a, a full overhaul And credit to Stephen Gerrard for that You know Celtic like I, I appreciate you're looking for improvement that's that's natural, yeah. but they do go into it in a relative position of strength if you go into it on the back of eight maybe nine trophies domestically you, you go into it in a position of strength don't you
4: yeah I, I just think the whole or uh,
1: relative strength certainly. I just
4: think the whole landscape at the moment for Celtics is we mentioned there potentially thirteen players coming and going I don't remember. When Celtic had to contend with a type of numbers for a while because yeah. of the way and how well the clubs run. Yeah,
1: you're right. And if it if it's just a numbers game, but a lot of those guys, without disrespecting them, it wouldn't make any difference to the first team whether they left or stayed. So the numbers sound dramatic, but well, but, well, are, but, but, but guys like Lustig, yeah, who's been yeah, know, a servant, well, I know that. But you, you just mentioned thirteen, and I'm telling, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm saying surely the the departure or not of. Scott Allen Or whoever it yeah. was That you listed yes. off That doesn't oh, have yeah, an impact yeah. okay. On the first team
4: Well 13. I can give you two names Of who were main, mainstays right, okay. I mean just At the, the, the yeah. top of my head Would be Boyata and Benkovic Absolutely But two so,
1: sounds easier Than 13 doesn't it
4: No absolutely But what I'm saying is It's it's so difficult To recruit Gordon And get the right players in now. But these are starters And that's the ones That you're actually Trying to replace So you're trying to Replace them with better Than you you currently have I'm just trying to look uh, Lustick would be another one So you're talking about Three out of your back four For, for off um, i taking in points Some of the boys that I've mentioned I've actually not really made any contribution
1: Thank you Mark and Hamilton 01419511025 We are on Twitter at Clyde SSB Let's speak to Hugh From Lanark He's a Motherwell fan Hi Hugh How you doing, going alright? Oh, yeah, I'm not bad But how are you Hugh Because Hi. you must have had a breathless uh, afternoon at Firth Park I was not that?
16: Uh, just a whole lot of the panel as well And especially the B mushroom Hi uh, <laughs> Hugh <you>. <laughs> I, I, I was only going to make a couple of points, really. I thought I were actually pretty poor for the first 30 minutes today. Not the usual type of muddle, the, the passing, movement. We were doing a lot of long balls, a lot of old stuff that we were doing last season. Was it really impressive for us? Was it good? Um, my main point is, Kusunga and Kea, how did they work booked earlier on? And especially Kevin Clancy's performance today was the worst I've seen for a referee. And also, I don't know whether you guys are the guys at Firth Park, who was obviously on it for yourselves. What about the penalty incident for Mullough? He's awarded the penalty, ran 70 yards over to the linesman, who never even had his flag up, then awarded a bye kick. So I don't know if he's getting shed any light in that situation. Well,
1: we can't really, Hugh, but what I'm, I'm hoping to rely on your eyewitness account because I've seen some pictures. The assistant referee who made that call, was he on the opposite side from where the ball allegedly went out? He,
17: he, was,
16: he was in the main stand. Main stand side Right down the corner Oh
1: it's the same the side penalty.
16: then And the penalty no. was awarded On the opposite side well, of the field
1: <laughs> Some it eyesight
16: yards away
3: Yeah some eyesight You see that Hugh
16: And Clancy himself Kevin Clancy was You were lucky he was Three yards away from it Standing <laughs> Looking directly Because right, he was right in line with me I, I, I'm I, just in the six yard box in the Cooper stand So you can see right down the line And he was just in front of me As the penalty was given And it was, it was a handball Because even we could see that but I, I don't understand how he's went to the linesman and the linesman or assistant referee um, has then overturned told him it. A kick. Yeah, he's overturned it when he didn't even have his flag up in the initial instance.
4: Who did it actually look as if it kind of got towards the byline from your angle, because obviously we can't see where the linesman is, but from your <laughs> angle is it touch that, and go?
16: Um, I'm, I'm at the other side of the field, because found I'm, I'm at one side of, and the south stand is where the penalty was awarded, but it, it, whether it was close to the line, I don't honestly know. That's why I was asking if you could have any shed in the line man with whether you reporter at the at the stadium is. Well, yeah.
1: he's he's gone down to speak to Stephen Robinson, a man who I'm sure will have something to say on it. But then again, Mother will got the three points in the end. You.
16: We, we did that. I, I thought we gave um, it. Must have been obviously good for you guys with your Goal your your goal 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 scoring thing. My beeper must have been going mental because it was a goal for Dundee, we scored about a minute later, Dundee scored again. we scored another minute, we scored, they scored a minute after us, so it must have been great in there, it was brilliant, <laughs> um, <laughs> you must have liked that Gordon, but again, I, I don't honestly think, it was a good game for a neutral, uh, good game to watch, and decent goals actually, but, Murrell's performance, my point of view, I don't think we were up to scratch, um, my personal opinion also, is like, Gordon should have been off, because he was, certain certainly take it off today, and I thought Steve Robinson actually probably was one of his worst decisions not to bring him off at half time uh, and bring the queue on. But I just thought, again, I'm not seeing this through bitters because they won the game, but Kevin Clancy was
4: shocking today. Absolutely Hugh, shocking. Hugh can I ask you a question? You've obviously uh, watched it over the last couple of years with Steve Robinson. How refreshing is it to see the young guys, in particular Tumble, performing at a level that they're doing at the moment?
16: Definitely, I mean, I must admit, Turnbull,
1: he's on the show before Movers was there. He's still him Ah, Hugh's just breaking up there. We'll say goodbye to him. I think we know know where it was going Uh, to our Hugh, to Hugh Keevens. The Jake Hasty situation, his contract is up, but Mother will get a compensation fee for him. You would be amazed if they don't have some interest in David Turnbull over the summer. He is under contract. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Uh, they're body blow for. Motherwell fans hard one for them to take however if young men get the chance to improve themselves uh, they're not going to listen to people telling them that they're too young wait for a couple of seasons you never know the chance might never come their way again so I do feel for Motherwell uh, if they do lose David Turnbull on top of Jake Hastie uh, but men young men have a duty to serve their own careers as best they can. Yeah, when you've got a midfielder
3: that's giving you that returning goals, was it was it twelve goals? Thir
4: thirteen now. Thirteen, 13 this yeah.
3: season, Alex. I mean that that's that's a tough thing to come up across. And especially no disrespect, but playing for Motherwell, you know, one of the old firm teams, you get one of those, you go, Yeah, okay, it's because there's so many chances, but he's he's dragging Motherwell through games. You know, he's coming up with important goals. He's taking important penalty kicks from them. He's a top player just now, uh, and especially well at the tail end of this season. And I'm sure Mm. he'll continue. And I'm sure Motherwell will have interest in him uh, in the not too distant future.
1: Just a reminder of the way the league table looks. So Dundee are bottom on 18 points. St Mirren are seven points better off on 25, and Hamilton two better off further on 27. Three games to go. So nothing is decided yet, but it's very very. type you but Dundee they look as if perhaps they're they're gone, yeah, I mean at nine straight defeats
2: uh, they're not going to snap out of that and survive, uh, so the, the split does its job, the split gives you this kind of excitement all the way to the
1: wire, so that's a good thing. 01419511025 We want to hear from you Give us your thoughts On today's game Between Celtic and Kilmarnock Let's look ahead To tomorrow as well Rangers fans Aberdeen fans Come on get in touch And we'll start hearing From today's managers next
0: Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard With Thompson's personal injury solicitors Great results for Scottish accident and injury victims for 40 years
1: Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray are here Waiting to take your call So get them in or send us a tweet At Clyde SSB Liam McLaughlin says It's the standard of football since Lennon's arrival that's the problem No one doubts his passion or drive for the club But what we are watching is awful at the moment, and Paul Allen's got an idea Celtic should appoint Daniel Mistorovic with Mark Wilson as his assistant, but they must share an office. <laughs> 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 Private no joke. And if you were listening earlier on, it no was because uh, Mark Wilson couldn't handle being next to Daniel Mistorovic in the locker room. There Thank we go. Fact. Right, we're going to speak to John and Parkhead, but let's speak to Jamie in Paisley first. One all between St Mirren and St Johnston. What did you make of it today, Jamie? Hi, how are you doing,
18: guys? Good, thanks. Um, uh, no, I thought it was, it was a good game. Overall I think A point was probably fair um, Most teams Never really seem to have A major Cutting edge um, And I think I don't want to Be too, too Contour To myself But I think uh, Today I think we've secured At least the playoff spot And hopefully Can maybe start Chasing down Hamilton But, um, but I don't know well,
2: well, Only yeah. two points in it You know 27 points Hamilton 25 St Mirren Obviously when you play Each other uh, yep. That'll be the big picture But uh, th- there's something dogged about Oren Kearney And something dogged about St Mirren in general uh, Because it- there was a time when you must have thought Jamie, oh, we've had it But uh, yep. it's Dundee who have collapsed St Mirren haven't collapsed They've just hung in there like the Ackies So when you play each other that could settle everything <laughs>
18: I think, so I think the kind of turning point was when we played away from Aberdeen away and Hearts away and personally I'd wrote the games off and when we came away with points, points from yeah. the games huh. um, that seemed to be a kind of turning point especially when we did beat Dundee at home as well um, with the 2-1 I think what could potentially be a big factor is also we're away to Motherwell next week um, and Dundee and Hamilton will play each other um, our ideal scenario would be that Dundee beat Hamilton um, but I just I don't know How that's going to How that'll pan out But I think it's it's definitely In our hands as you say When the seat game's left to play If, if we could get something um, Away in Motherwell Which won't be easy Next week And then hopefully Beat Hamilton at home um, the, the following Monday night game um, That would be fantastic But I think we've definitely Got ourselves back in it At least
1: Yeah I mean Jamie's right For In terms of Making it playoffs at, at worst Yeah that certainly looks like the case for St Mirren Dundee have gone how many defeats in a row? Nine now. And they would now need to have two wins and a draw not Minimum from the last three games To even make a contest of it It's not so,
4: happening they, they have gone Dundee have gone uh, I look at St Mirren's recent form Gordon And uh, you know I think it's five points in the last three games Which effectively has got them into this position To challenge Hamilton for the automatic playoff spot so, you know, they've given us a good chance. Little Mullins started to score a couple of important goals. The introduction of Gary McKenzie back into the backline as well has given them a kind of solid base. So, uh, But you're going to the last three games and now you want a fighting chance because at one point everyone felt as if St Mirren were, were mm. gonna going to be
1: tailed off. Thanks to Jamie and Paisley. Let's speak to John in Parkhead. Hi, John. Hi, John. How you doing, mate? Good, thanks. How you doing, panel? All oh,
8: right? Yes. I've, I've, I've been on a couple of things. I'm a new winning fan. Um, and I'm just on a... Get a wee case for him again I was listening to Mark uh, Wilson Talking with the guy Who was talking about Sinclair Mark makes a good point I mean, The guy scored 17 goals How does that no matter? But my main point's about Neil and This guy's came into a job He's no signed a player He's no host a game And see the imp- Every game's important This part of the season But see the really important ones: are the Hibs The Aberdeen one The Rangers game He's winning them all But you need to look at the stats I think they've, statistically, they've not been beaten. Now, I know Kilmarnock played, played quite good today, but we're not we're no, we're no entitled to win every match. We're not entitled to play good for 90 minutes. This guy, Neil Lennon, knows how to win. He's been here before. We don't want wholesale changes to win this 10 in a row. Look at Tony Mowbray. He came in, wholesale changes were made. We we're a shambles We need somebody That knows what they're doing Knows the club And knows Scottish football And that's my point guys
2: Well I said earlier on today That I think Neil Lennon has to be given praise For Stability at Celtic Park Because the The loss of Brendan Rodgers Was uh, Supposed to be A catastrophic moment For Celtic And it, it was An awful blow To the supporters It Disillusioned supporters Who had listened to Brendan Rodgers Telling them. How much Celtic was in his heart Uh, So Neil Lennon kept everything stable uh, As you rightly say Remains undefeated The only problem that people are having here Is that they don't like the football And when Neil was the manager of Hibs I was the one who said They were a one-team Edinburgh festival I loved watching Hibs And it was exciting, flowing football And for some reason Celtic have been undefeated but unconvincing at the same time.
8: On, point, on you, you go,
2: yeah. On you go. I, 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 I agree totally with what you're saying, but what but, but the Celtic fans need to
8: understand is, Neil Lennon brought his own players in at Hibs. he get a chance. He, he's not had a chance to do his own thing at Celtic Park yet. Mm. So I don't think the Celtic fans should be judging him on the team that Brendan Rodgers left. Let me ask you to, this question.
2: Let me ask right, you this question. Board. For me... What matters more than anything to the Celtic supporters Is 10 in a row It's as simple as that 10 in a row means more than anything to them Am am I correct? 100% you Right Now Therefore the manager Has to have a full appreciation of that Uh, First of all he has to be a good manager obviously But he has to have a keen appreciation Of what the Celtic support really want Are you convinced that Neil Lennon Can get you 10? Uh,
8: He's as far as I'm concerned, he's the only guy that can get us ten Q. Any if you bring any other manager in, they, they, they're not going. It's going to be like, They're going to be starting for a, fresh, for a fresh start. They don't know anything about Scottish football. The like fans mm. want ten in a row. Neil Lennon, all gay does there. No, I mean we're not going to play as good football footballs. Well. He we had a different style for Neil Lennon. But I remember when Neil Lennon was first in charge. Just just to make another wee point here, and I quite like the European nights. And I quite liked it mm. The old firm matches that he was a manager in, And he his team's played some good stuff
1: I'm just wondering about that John though This notion that he has to you know no Scottish football Surely a good manager is just a good manager When we brought this up on the show a couple of weeks ago And granted this is an extreme comparison But but Fraser Wishart cracked a wee joke saying I've got this idea that Jurgen Klopp comes in for the interview But doesn't know enough about 10 in a row So doesn't get the job Surely you just get a good manager Regardless of what he knows about 10 in a row
8: I know I do understand that. No, but what, what I mean is the position Celtic are in the new. We can't throw. I mean, we can't throw money. Well, Lennon will be able to come in. He can identify players that are at caliber. No, and and he's done it all for. That's my point. He's, he signed Van Dijk. If I'm correctly, mm-hmm. I'm sure he signed Winyama He signed all these players. These I, players have gone on to make Celtic and, good money and, as well.
3: In terms of Neil Lennon. I said on Thursday night A point I stand by it If this was Brendan Rodgers Still in charge Of this Celtic team right now And they were playing Exactly the same way as they are But
1: winning And well not being beat I don't think there would be A Celtic fan Moaning yeah, about maybe, it Maybe but it's the obvious question The people who would object but, to that Would say that if Brendan Rodgers Was in charge They wouldn't be playing this way But then Well how do you know well, I'm, I'm, I'm going that, to say you know, that, The point is where people, say,
3: where people are saying That oh, performances have been Slack and lacklustre Yeah they have at times but i seen slack performances at Rugby Park earlier on the season where Celtic scraped through at Tynecastle where they drop points and uh, St. St Mirren where 0 0, it was a, a dreadful performance under Brendan Rogers' reign also. So again, it comes back to it if this was Brendan Rogers, they may have a gripe uh, that it's not the free flowing football a last season and the first season of Brendan Rogers, but is that hugely different? Celtic still getting the results They're still getting over the line And like I says earlier Getting over the line
1: Just now And as quickly as possible Is paramount. Let's not forget We have a game tomorrow Rangers up against Aberdeen
7: and They've obviously Damaged us Certainly in the Cup competitions We've got nothing but respect for them It'll be a tough game Aberdeen play different Against Rangers That's what I've noticed They certainly raised the game It seems as if Rangers Is their biggest game of the season so, yeah, we're, we're, we're fully expecting a very tough game again at the weekend. It's an important game for both clubs, so we'll have to be at it. We watch a lot of the opposition. Watched them last week against Celtic, and they never lay a finger on Celtic in the semi-final. But they obviously come to play against Rangers and, and bring their A-game, and they're very physical, and they, they definitely lift the game against Rangers, that's, that's for sure. They're a good team. They're, they're physical. They get in the faces. They're organised, difficult to play against. That's a compliment from us to them. But, yeah, I suppose they know that they have to be at their maximum to stop us, so... There's been some good battles and some good contests between the sides over the, the course of the season. They've had the upper, upper hand in the cup competitions, of course, knocking us out. But as the league stands, obviously, we've done slightly better than them.
1: Ian's a Rangers fan on the line. What are you expecting ahead of tomorrow, Ian? Um,
17: oh, I don't know. I'm expecting, I'm expecting a good game. I mean, It's it's always a good game in the play, Aberdeen. It's always feisty. Um, and it'll be a I don't know, I think it will all be a goal either way, but I expect Rangers to win but the, why I'm really honest, because I don't understand why people are kind of having a go at Steven Gerrard for saying Aberdeen play better against Rangers and Celtic, whether he thinks that or whether he doesn't if he thinks that he's entitled to come out and say it why should anybody come out and say he's wrong, they don't know he's the one that's analysed all the games he says and uh, Would you call him, sorry uh, Alec Ferguson made a career out of this thing He did that for donkey's years And nobody ever came out and slagged him No yeah. I know he I know he was a, a, a very successful manager But Stephen Gerrard's just He's still feeling his way And he's got to get into the mindset uh, He's got to get into people's psyche And to me that's what he's doing And uh, I don't understand why people are coming out and having a go It's not a big deal, is it?
2: Sir Alec Ferguson, when he was at Aberdeen, created this siege mentality. There was a West of Scotland conspiracy to keep Aberdeen down. Now, this was from a man who came from Govan. Uh, So, you know, he worked very successfully. It's all mind games and psychology, and he did it very successfully. He also had a terrific team, you know, of individually brilliant players who were good enough to win European honours. Now, the only question I have with Stephen Gerrard is if he believes that Rangers have failed to beat Aberdeen five out of six times this season because Aberdeen try harder against Rangers I can't accept that as a a, a logical summary of events if Aberdeen are trying harder then you have to try harder still but if it's a psychological mind game to get a performance out of the Mm. Rangers players on Sunday yeah fine absolutely try anything at your disposal but you can't really believe that Rangers failed to beat Aberdeen five times out of six this season because Aberdeen try hard. I don't think he's saying that. He never said that. He never actually came out and said we haven't uh,
17: beaten Aberdeen because they try harder. He never actually said that. You're the one that's saying that. He's just saying that they do try harder against Mm. Rangers than Celtic. And if you look, depends what way you want to look at it. I mean, do the stats back it up? they they beat Rangers? What? I don't know, four or five times. They, as he says the farling with a glove when Celtic. Why is that? Is it because Rangers are that bad, or is it because Aberdeen do try harder? Maybe, maybe they don't know they're mm. trying harder. Maybe they're just psyched
1: up more to play Rangers. I don't know. I but- the think therein lies the problem, Ian, because you just said the stats back it up, but in fact. The stats don't back it up because there aren't there are no stats that back up something like that. It's purely subjective. There are no stats. Even if Sel- even if Aberdeen go on a fifteen year losing streak against Celtic, it still wouldn't back it up because there are so many factors which determine which team wins a football game or not. No, oh, I know, I, I understand that. But what I what I actually said there was is that if you look at that,
17: if Stephen Gerrard is turning on and saying, Are oh, they try harder against Rangers than Celtic." I, what I said was, is that Rangers have lost I don't know four or five games to Aberdeen, and they haven't. They, they, they never play a glove On Celtic. You can't. You can't. There's no way around that. That's just a
1: fact. Absolutely. But, but but never. then but then the next question could be, Ian, on the day, is it just that Celtic were better? Yeah,
3: that's a fact. Celtic are a better team than Rangers and Aberdeen. So if there's games at Aberdeen of uh, of taking Celtic close. Celtic have the quality to get through it and win it. And that's the difference. You know, the league doesn't lie. That That's the difference. So even if Aberdeen... I, I think it's a nonsense that they try harder against Rangers. Celtic have the quality to unlock the defence in sticky situations. Rangers have proved this season
1: that they find it difficult playing against that Aberdeen side. Well, let's talk specifically about tomorrow. The Alex. Yeah. maybe even... Personnel wise, doubts over Tavernier and Defoe
4: Yeah, that um, would be a blow for them Considering you know the the impact they've had over the last couple of weeks Gordon, Defoe has come in They've adapted a system to support him With uh, Candias and Arfield supporting him So it would probably mean that uh, Arf, uh, What do you call it? Um, Big Kyle Lafferty would come into the equation uh, I think Kent's back as well, isn't he? Back from suspension, Gordon? So he may welcome into the reckoning In terms of defensively I think that Katic and Golsan Have got a a good partnership going Whether Flanagan went to right back And uh, Barisic goes to left back Then we obviously have to wait and see if he's fit enough But it'll be a bit of a blow if the two guys don't make it
1: Thanks to Ian in the City Centre Partick Thistle are two points above the relegation playoff They're five points Above the automatic relegation spot So that's fine But only two points above The relegation playoff Let's see if Gary
19: Caldwell uh, Is still not looking at that league table Excellent start Excellent 15 minutes Done exactly what we said uh, To do Got in front And as a team we chose not to play We chose not to run We chose not to do simple things And I just said to the players When you do that in football you'll lose Uh, We have a week To learn from it We have a week To take responsibility as football players And go into a very, very difficult game. I've just said I played one as a player uh, last day of the season. Brian's been involved in one as a manager and, and we know how difficult it is, but uh, we will regroup on Monday and we will prepare the players to be ready for that challenge. But I just said you've threw a massive opportunity away today. Why do you think that happened,
12: Gary? What was the problem
19: with them? I don't have words, I don't have reasons to describe it right now. I don't think I ever will, to be honest. It's very frustrating. Uh, but like I said to the players, they they have to uh, find that responsibility as individuals. There was nothing in the game tactically. There was nothing in the game that air could could hurt us with, like the first fifteen minutes showed. Mm-hmm. But when you step off the game, when you don't do the right things, you're not going to win. And, and the players have to understand that and and be ready for next Saturday. At
18: least it's in your own hands. You might not even need to win, but I mean, at least it's in your own hands. Get in the last game.
19: Yeah, that's a positive uh, we always said we will judge ourselves after the last game of the season and like I said we regroup there's a disappointment today but in football uh, you have to bounce back you have to show resilience and we will regroup on Monday and, and be ready for that challenge and go there to win
2: Queen of the South uh, without Stephen Dobie uh, are a different proposition because he scored all the goals they've taken a 4 nothing hammering last night at Ross County Uh But you can never say never. And that's where Patrick Thistle are slightly concerned about next week. More
1: managers and more of your calls next.
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. Talk to Thompson's.com.
1: Into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevens, Mark Wilson, and Alex Ray are here, so give us a call or tweet us at Clyde SSB it was a dramatic day uh, across Scottish football let's hear from Oren Kearney shall we a point at home to St Johnson is that going to be enough to keep them up? Today was, was probably even better than last week's goal um, and what a strike it was yeah.
9: You said last week you know you, you, somebody asked did he do it because it was Lovingston's former team and you said you know, you've know, you been watching him the last few weeks he was improving with each passing week how crucial is he going to be in this runner?
10: You would expect very crucial, and, and I said it in there where you, you know, you've. You need players at this stage of the season who fully understand what it means in Scotland to be to be part of these games. And I think Danny has those experiences from the past of being part of a, of a side that coastered in the Championship and played in big games and big atmospheres. So I think it's important that, that you try and tap
9: into those guys at this stage of the season. How aware are you that it's going 3-3 at Hamilton, it's going 4-3 <laughs> at Fort Park and things? Do you, do you know them? Not at all. And, and I purposely sort of
10: keep myself away from that. Um, the only inclination I have is that half halfway through the second half when the crowd make three or four cheers in a row and really get up on their feet and start going for it you have a fair idea that things are going our way in the other games so, so it, that's the only
9: indication really you As you said last week the, 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 the optimistic thing from your point of view is it's still in your own hands you go to the Park part next week and then potentially an epic game on the Monday night here yeah, against Ham
10: Usually, and we felt that you know, ideally, we want it three points a day and we make no bones about that. But I think when the dust settles in on this one, it could be a massive point for us come the end of the season.
2: Well, it's great stuff, isn't it? So long as your job doesn't depend on it. Uh, so they are dogged. And from this distance, Gordon I wouldn't predict
1: anything at all about the last two games. Here's Stephen Robinson as well after a dramatic game at For Park Motherwell running out 4 3 winners. That does only scratch the surface of what went on there, though.
13: Way too open for my liking, um, but listen, it was an exciting game of football. Um, I thought we got our just rewards in the end you know, from a, a highly motivated Dundee team. They were cavalier, they, you know, they went for it, they you know, had to win and sometimes that's a really dangerous animal because the, you know, they left three up from corners, they left four up when we were attacking and you know we, with some defending we need to be better at, but I thought our quality in the end got what we deserved. We, we had a penalty that should have still been a penalty, I've seen the footage and um, we'll forgive the referee on this occasion because we won. I
9: was going to say, I mean, the tumble's finished, let's him off the hook, because that's a massive decision, massive call. You know, other teams are in about as well, fighting for relegation, it's clear, but the ball was still in play. Yeah, it's,
13: it, it was a huge call. Um, but look, I think, let's let's talk about the... We, we got away with it, the official got away with it today. The linesman, he makes a decision, we all make mistakes. Um, but I just say, it's, you know, that's more even more reason to help the officials out. They make honest decisions, we need VAR, we need help. People keep talking about it. Nobody seems to do anything about it So Even more reason That it needs to be done And it needs to be done Sooner rather than later
1: It's, it's a lot easier to accept A wrong decision When you I win mean, the game
13: Yeah I mean
1: He's <laughs> going to bring the game Into disrepute If he
2: keeps this stuff up We'll forgive the referee On this occasion We all make mistakes What's What's wrong with him I, mm. You can't get a charge from the SFA for that stuff Well that answers
3: Hugh's question Who called up and said You know what, Was your taking it There you go Stephen Robinson You know Has taken it He's seen it again Claims it was a, a stonewall penalty His
1: take so on it, it is Conciliation Peace Forgiveness <laughs> uh, Let's speak to Martin in Coatbridge Hi Martin
20: Hi there How you doing alright Yep good Martin What's your right, point Good Hi Parnell Hey, I just want to talk about the selling manager's job and uh, some of the players I think uh, need to come in. Uh, I'll, I'll touch on that first. Uh, Hugh, I think you go that spot on, Palwell, uh, in the programme. You've talked about the back four. Yeah. And I, and I reckon uh, definitely we'll get a right Celtic will get a right back in probably two centre halves. Um the only thing is I bet the winger mate we've got the winger for Ukraine coming over. Uh-huh. He's like regarded he's like Pat Roberts, only he's faster. I think we've got a right player in our hands there. Uh, I think he's he's gonna be a hit right away. Um regarding the manager's job, uh, I reckon it'll be David Moyes, which I'm delighted about. I uh, seen David Moyes, he was at the game today, he was taking notes and stuff. Uh-huh and I reckon uh, he'll be a great manager for his he's managed the uh, biggest club in the world Manchester United he's had a good spell at Everton really experienced and I reckon he's going to take his own for the next two years at least yeah, to get this 10 in a row um, I love Neil Lennon but I just think things need freshen up I'm not a great lover of, like a guy coming back again even though Neil's done brilliant he's done fantastic and I think a lot of fans they just need a lot of fresh guy in there uh, with fresh views and, and uh, well, everything fresh really. Um, but I think Celtic are going to spend big. You know what I mean? Uh, which is going to be a danger to you know, all the rest of the clubs in Scotland. I
2: would, I would have to remind you that Billy McNeil came back and won a centenary year double, so guys can come back and be successful. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I wondered why Davy Moyes was there. You know, because he played for Celtic under Billy McNeil. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he was there paying his respects or is he in the frame? I don't know. You're obviously, Martin, a a Davy Moyes fan, but I don't know that his appointment would meet with approval by all of the Celtic supporters because he was a wonderful manager for Everton. He accepted Mission Impossible with Manchester United and it didn't work out. Uh, He has subsequently gone abroad and come back to West Ham. And... You know, it hasn't been a great time in his career Is that necessarily what gets you the Celtic job, Barton?
20: Well, I, I, mate, he did actually alright with West Ham he, he did, He's doing the same type of job as what their the current manager is doing uh, And also, I mean, because of his Celtic background He knows what this is all about, mate He knows what the 10, ten in a row means to all the fans And you're exactly right, Hugh, you're saying A lot of the fans, my son, my son doesn't want David Moyes and there's there's thousands of fans, but I reckon David Moyes will be a very really good appointment. Uh, that's just my personal opinion, mate. Uh, I would buy everybody like to see him, and I think he would, I think he he, he could get his
1: attend a Mark Wilson, is that one that would do it for you? Must admit, not really, doesn't
3: he? Doesn't he really get me going that one? Uh, I know Mark Weedy said in the show um, a couple of weeks ago that he knows that David Moyes has supporters at boardroom level at Celtic. And that's the important thing uh, He certainly I think would be High up the list uh, When they're looking for a manager But I mean Like Martin says here, he's, His son It doesn't really inspire his son I think there'll be a
1: lot of Celtic fans Out there the, the same Who will see his feelings Rather than what he did mm. Good at Everton Now thank you to Martin In Coatbridge. Brian's next up He's just outside Coatbridge. He's in Ghana Good evening Brian <laughs> uh, Good evening guys Thanks for letting me on the show. All the way from Ghana, Brian. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm from
21: Calder Bank, actually. I hear called Bridge, but I'm working out here at the moment. Right, okay. I was just... I was watching the game today on <coughs> on my Todd, though. But uh, I haven't found a Celtic supporters club out here yet. But anyway, I, I was... I was actually quite moved, to be honest. The, uh, the number five got the goal today. And in round right about the 67th minute... I, I just get the
2: feeling there was some sort of divine intervention there. Well, you know, Neil Lennon himself, after the match, said maybe Billy was looking down on us. And, uh, you know, football and romance, they go together. Uh, and it's certainly uncanny mm-hmm. that number five scores the goal. And it also occurs with 67 on the clock. Uh, is it fate? Or was it just the way it turned out? Uh, I prefer to believe that maybe Big Billy was looking down and that uh, we're still able to influence his club. Brian, what did
1: you make well, of the game I'm overall that... today?
16: Uh,
21: I'm not impressed with Celtic the last few games. I, I don't know what's going on with them. There's a lot of like etc. They're not really on their game at the moment. I, I can't wait to see Griffiths coming back, to be honest, you know. Uh, as far as Lennon's concerned, I, I think he's got the passion for the job, and I think he's probably learned from his last spell there. Uh, but I don't think he'll get the job. I, I think it might go to Steve Clark, but I do hope Lennon gets it.
2: This is the other fascinating... Feature of the debate over Neil Lennon. Everybody's got a different idea. Martin, the last caller, was convinced that it's Davy Moyes and that would be a great thing. He said his son didn't want Davy Moyes. Now, Brian has said that he thinks Stevie Clark would be a contender. It's unbelievable that Celtic today,
1: a point away from winning eight in a row, and we're having this debate about the manager. Thanks to Brian and Ghana. We'll have to leave it there because we're running out of time. Mark and Alex, just quickly a look ahead to tomorrow's big game.
3: Oh, well, listen, I, I think Rangers will eventually win one of these uh, a, a home Aberdeen. Aberdeen have done fantastically well in past, but I think Rangers will have enough in the day. Missing some key players, but I think they'll still get over the line.
4: Yeah, for me, they have to uh, take the game to Aberdeen tomorrow. They have to show character. They have to deal with the physical element that Aberdeen bring, Gordon. And regardless what Team Aberdeen bring, on oh, the back of Stephen Gerrard's comments, they have to overcome it because they cannot concede the, the, the league in the manner. Uh, over a whimper tomorrow
1: It has been quite a day In the Premiership Celtic beating Kilmarnock To move closer to the title Hamilton 3 Livingston 3 Motherwell 4 Dundee 3 And St Mirren 1 St Johnston 1 Big results across the Championship None more so than our featured match Partick Thistle 1 Air United 2 It sets us up for A fantastic Last couple of weeks As far as the league action is concerned Hugh Evans, Try and make sense of it all for us Oh what a question to pose anyone There is no sense to be made of it all Buy your ticket Get on the roller coaster Enjoy the ride And then draw breath Absolutely, it's been a fantastic afternoon So thank you ever so much for joining us Thank you to Hugh Evans Mark Wilson and Alex Ray For joining me, Gordon Duncan Big thanks as always to the top team all around the grounds Keeping us informed of what's been happening We are back on Monday night at 6 o'clock Hugh Keevens will be here, Alex Ray will be here I might as well join them And in the meantime, George is back The GBX oh, never goes anywhere But George himself is back The man to truly get your weekend up and running Enjoy that and we'll see you on Monday night
0: Slide 1, Super Scoreboard.